we've been on a series that's uh, all about uh, understanding what it means to be entrusted by God with riches, with what he gives us, with uh, the, the, uh, all that Jesus paid for. And it's a lot. And I think that, you know, there's, there's a, a difficulty that we have just as believers in general that we, A, don't know what all he did or what he paid for, and B, don't tap into it. And that's not just a problem for us. It's also a problem for a world that's waiting. You know, we just sang a song that said, uh, you know, we're looking to, be lift, to have him lifted up in our world. And, um, and he wants to be lifted up in our world. Because when he's lifted up, then he becomes the Savior. Then he becomes the one who gets people from here to here. Just like he did in your life, or maybe is doing. I know restoration's an ongoing process. But um, I have a few things I want to share tonight that I, I believe are worthwhile, or I wouldn't be standing up here. Uh, don't want to waste your time. And, uh, but I know that that the Holy Spirit wants to communicate some things. And I love him for that because uh, he knows just exactly what's going on in your life, even if nobody else does. So, you know, we just sang a song about the worthiness of God, and, and the whole thing was that he's worthy because he's created all things. His worthiness comes from the fact that, that he really gets what you're here for, that he, he puts you in the seat you're in. Not in terms of just putting you down there, but in the sense that he made you for a purpose. And um, it's important to know what the purpose of things is. There's a, a number of companies. I want to name them off and um, see if you know these names. Anybody here ever heard of Amazon? Little company, maybe you've heard of it. Intel? Doing good so far? Samsung? Ah, okay. Some of you aren't raising your hands. That's really, that's cheating. So, uh, Volkswagen. Okay, well now we're getting a little more participation. That's good. Alphabet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What? Oh, well, maybe you don't know them by that name. Maybe you know them by the name of their other company, Google. These are companies that uh, are known worldwide for the amount of money they plow into research and development. These are companies that have said, you know, I know we got products, we sell stuff, and that's great, and we make cash off of that, but we're going to put a lot of money into this other area of figuring out what things are for and then maximizing that, basically what R&D is. But I'm here to tell you that tonight we're going to talk about a different kind of R&D because we're going to talk about uh, what Jesus came to do. And what he came to do is also R&D, but it stands for uh, restoration and destiny. And Jesus, he, he's, uh, he's just as serious about those things as those companies are. In fact, more so. He's all in on that. Let's read this uh, scripture um, that we've sung, but Revelation 4.11. There it is. Worthy are you, O Lord. Would you read with me? Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive and by your and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed 
and were created. So I suppose that means you. Go ahead and show up that first uh, slide of my favorite car. That's a beautiful car. That is a really cool car. You just can't tell. Somebody did, though. Somebody grabbed a hold of that car and said, that car is a cool car. They saw something in that car that you can't see in that picture. And they said, I'm going to put a lot of resources into that project because I believe what's in that car is cool. Go ahead and show the next picture. Cool car, huh? Same car. Did you know that Jesus Christ, in his walk on this earth, he went around and found cool people. He found people that he wanted to restore, and he was willing to plow all kinds of resources into that project because he believed in the end product. I felt in the spirit, there, there are people here tonight, you look at the first car, you can't see the second. You see all the rust. You see the dull paint. You see the bangs and the bumps and everything else. But you don't see what he wants to do. Well, listen up. Jesus wants to speak to you tonight. The Holy Spirit wants to get your attention because the, the resources of heaven are there not simply for you, but for your destiny. See, what Jesus does, he doesn't just take something that's there and restore it to like new. No, he restores it to like new, but with a higher purpose. That's destiny. So don't you know that the people who own that car, they're not going to drive it around the same way whoever got it off the showroom did. You know, they're going to keep it in the garage. It's only coming out on special times. It's, it's, a, it's a peach. And that's the way Jesus sees you. You have a higher purpose because Jesus put his hand on you. What Jesus did was all looking at him or looking in the Father's business. He started out his ministry. His parents were looking at him or looking for him. And he's 12 years old. And he's talking to leaders of, of the church and at 12 years old, and he's schooling them because he's not normal. <laughs> Jesus is, is a, a representative of, of heaven, of, of the king, of kings, of his father in heaven. And so he's schooling them, and his parents are looking for them, and he says this. Maybe you've heard it before, but I have to be in my father's business. i got to be doing what's about my father's house. That's all of what it was about. And all of that, if you look at the, the scriptures, you will see that wherever Jesus went, he was restoring and speaking destiny into people's lives. Some people hated him for it. Some people loved him for it. You got that same choice, really. But I don't want you to walk away from here tonight denying that Jesus is intent, intent, Paid a high price to see you restored because he believes you have a higher purpose. 
So, um, we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, Jesus and and what he was here for. And I'm going to read a couple scriptures. And basically, Jesus knew that he was here on business, that he had a job to do. Listen to this, Hebrews 10, 5, 9, 5 through 9. If you want to write down any of these uh, references, you can. They're not on the screen. For this reason, when Christ was about to come into the world, he said to God, You do not want sacrifices and offerings, but you have prepared a body for me. Then he said, Here I am, O God, to do your will. For Jesus, it was all about what dad wanted. And he goes on, Luke 2, 42, uh, right before he was arrested to be crucified, says he walked away about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering from me, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. My point in saying all that is that Jesus was all in. There was nothing held back. And he calls you also to be all in. And we're going to talk a little bit tonight about what it means to be all in, that the, the resourced for his glory you got to put both of those together. That what God has for you is great, but it's for his glory. You know, the other day, um, I'm going to talk about three areas tonight just briefly. I felt uh, some of these are, you're going to say, oh yeah, of course, you're going to talk about that. We're talking about being resourced, so you're going to talk about money, right? Yeah, I am. Because God has provided for you through whatever means... Um, and he needs some of it for his work. And I feel freer to do that now because I'm leaving staff here. So you, you can't say I'm just, you know, money grubbing for myself. No, I'm leaving a very good job, jumping out of a perfectly good airplane, so to speak, and, uh, you know, uh, diving out into the unknown. So I feel like I can talk about that a little more freely. The second area is um, uh, your time. And just how you spend your time. Bob did a great job last week talking about how we're supposed to redeem the time. Father has given us the resource of time, and it's 24 hours. We get the same 24 hours as the president, he said. And we're to be engaged in redeeming that time. Jesus was. He was all in with his time. But the last area is your words. And I felt like a little bit of a, uh, reproof or, or something to just say, hey, think about this, would you? Jesus says that you will be held in account. You'll be held accountable for every word that comes out of your mouth. And I think what that means is that we can line up with what Father wants. That's what Jesus did, right? He was all in, so every word he spoke was in line with God. Now, I, I can't do that. I waver and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But, but I know that when I am strongest, I am speaking what God speaks. People throughout history who have been all in have sounded like this. You know, I know, King, that you said you're going to throw me in that burning furnace, but you don't know my God. And he says... 
you know, he'll take care of, take care of me, but even if he doesn't, I'm not bowing. The voice of, of somebody who's all in has always sounded kind of like that. David said to Goliath, you know, you got a sword and a shield, that's great, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. All kinds of things were said to Jesus, but you couldn't knock him off of that path. I think we have to examine our words a little bit. If you're all in, you sound different. Let me explain just a little bit. Story in my own life, I, not a big deal, but uh, came out of the, the office the other day, had a flat tire. And how many of you ever had a flat tire? You know, it's not the end of the world. Those things happen. It's not the devil. You know, there was a nail in my tire. But I had to get home because I was, I was coaching a couple at my house, and I wasn't going to be able to get a hold of them, and I needed to, to get home. So my voice changed. This is what I mean. I drove down here to the, the Shell station down here, and they have a, a, a pump that if you put enough quarters into it, uh, you can get a little bit of air out. Didn't used to be that way, but that's the way it is now. I didn't have any quarters. I didn't have any cash. So this guy pulled up in some service vehicle, and I went to him. I never ask for money. I never. It's, it's just like a weird thing. I don't want to do that. But my voice changed because I had a mission to go to. I had to get to these people who were waiting for me. So I went to him and I said, uh, sir, would you happen to have a couple of dollars I can have? I never asked for money like that. But my voice changed because I needed to get somewhere and I was willing to change my words. Does that make sense? What happens when when you, he did give me the money. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, the story gets worse. But anyway, I, I got in and out of there as fast as I could because I had to be on my way. I told him thank you, but you know, it was weird. Anyway, um, so uh, I forgot where I was going now. Thanks a lot, Chris. No, 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 let's see. That was a story. Yeah, there was a story. I don't know what it was. Huh? Changing my voice. It's not in my notes, so I'm a little lost. <laughs> we'll maybe come back to it. Jesus was all in. That's the point. Um, as the son of the father, now the things that Jesus did, open blind eyes, cool stuff, took a paralyzed guy and made him to walk. He opened, opened ears, took leprosy, and I don't know where he put it, but it, it went away. He did all those things and more over and over and over. Because as the son of the father, listen to this now, as the son of the father on company business, he had complete access to the company store. That's true. You can tell because the fruit is there. He, all those things that he did, it said the Father gave him permission to do. He had access. We, we look at it, you know, our lives and we, we see a need for a miracle and we come kind of sheepishly. This is where I'm saying our voice needs to change. You know, we go to pray and we, well, maybe he will and maybe he won't. I don't know. But, you know, 
the voice of somebody who knows the Father and knows you're his child is different. Dad, you told me to go out and do this. I can't do it unless I have this. I want to do your business, but in order to do that, to do that, I have to have resources. You've got them. I need them. Thank you very much. The voice changes. And God is perfectly okay with that. We think God's going to get mad because we ask for too much. I think he's madder because we don't ask for enough. There are people who are dying out there. Some of them physically, some of them mentally or emotionally. Some of them, you know, they, they, all they see is that, that broken down car. Jesus is not okay with that. He wasn't okay with it in your life. He came after you. And now he wants to go after the rest of the world. God loved the world so much. Not just us. So when we're resourced, and we got to know we're resourced, it's not for us. It's not for me. I have to have the resources I need to accomplish his purpose. End of story. I don't have to have a big fancy something. But if I need that to accomplish the purpose God has got me, then bring it on. Does that make sense? You can ask God for those things you need to accomplish his purpose in your life. That's why it's so important that you know what his purpose is for you. So it wasn't just Jesus that was all in and the Father that was all in, but Jesus knew if this thing was going to carry on, he had to find other people who were all in. Ah, now it's coming home. Are you? Am I all in? So this is the way I see that playing out. You know, I know this is kind of a silly way to look at it, but I see Jesus as like the COO of God's company, Godco. And Jesus comes and he finds this guy Peter and he says, Hello, Peter. I'm Jesus. I'm the COO of Godco. And uh, maybe you haven't heard of us. We've been around forever. But, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're just making inroads now into this area. And this is what we do. We do restoration and destiny. And then he shows Peter a little bit. He says, so watch this guy. The guy's got a shriveled up arm and, and Jesus touches him and his arm's completely healed. And Peter's like, wow. So that's what God goes about. I think maybe I want in. So Jesus says, well, great. Let's go. Got to be all in, but if you're in, we'll do it. So this is what Jesus said to Peter. It's what he says to you and I. Stop whatever you're doing and become part of Godco because this is bigger. It's worth giving up what you had to gain this. And, um, you know, as the COO, he does not recruit you to do your own thing. 
He recruits you to do the Father's business. And with that place of doing the Father's business, now you too have access to that company store. Let me tell you a little bit about the store. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. You can grab that if you want. I read a different passage this morning, but this one uh, spoke to me. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9 says this. Not that. 2 9. 1 Corinthians 2 9. Says, Whatever the eye did not see and the ear did not hear, what never entered into the human mind, God has prepared for those who love him. And in the passage I read this morning, it says, how great is your goodness which you've stored up for those who fear you. In other words, basically a good God co-employee. You know, somebody who shows up on time and, and understands what the company's all about and, and is all in. For God Co. Now, if you think I'm being silly with that, that's fine. But what I'm trying to get at is the, the thing that Jesus called us to is distinct. It's different than our other life. It's give up the old car thing and let me do the restoration in you. Let me give you the destiny you were intended to have. Let me take you where you need to be able to go. And let me resource you with everything you need. We pray a prayer. It says, your kingdom come. And then it says, your will be done. To me, those are two halves of that store. You walk in, kingdom come. You get what you need to be able to serve the population you're called to serve. And take every miracle you need. And take every grace that you need. And every power. And whatever it is. Could be a song. Could be... Whatever it is, those things that come out of heaven, and then you take it out the door to make the will of God be done. Because God is looking for people who are all in. Jesus is looking. It, it stops with Jesus unless there are more people who grab a hold of that being all in and take advantage of the company store. How much has God provided? Read you a couple of scriptures here. I hope you believe these. Romans 8:32. Since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Anything you need to get company business done, count on it. Philippians 4:19. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ. 2 Peter 1.3, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Romans 8.30, And to those whom God set apart, He called. And those He called, He put right with Himself. And He shared His glory with them. Hmm. John 16.23, when that time comes, you won't have to ask me about anything. I tell you for certain, the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. That's one of the most abused scriptures on the face of the planet. 
because it has been made to be something we just go and, you know, grab stuff that we want and say God wants it for us. No, this is about the kingdom business. When you need something to accomplish the kingdom business, ask boldly and just assume it's there. You know, you're going to learn, you're going to grow. There's a great apprenticeship program that Jesus has through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, you know, gives you the, the company handbook, your Bible, and, and begins to teach you how to use it. And he gives you, you know, all the schooling you need. He's, he's the apprentice assistant. Shout out to him. Business. And he's there. He's there for you. You can always shout out to him. This is my favorite one. My little group of disciples, don't be afraid. Your father wants to give you the kingdom. I love that. Luke 12, 32. Jesus, at the end of his ministry, asked this. He said, so when the Son of God comes back, when the Son returns, will he find the faith on the earth? And he knew that it was predicated on those that he hoped were all in. And it still is. It's really up to us. We are resourced not to have a good time or to have, you know, perpetual barbecues. We're resourced for his glory. And the world needs to see his glory. Christ in you the hope of glory. It's a, it's a very present thing, but not if we don't take it out. So one of the coolest things I think about this, this whole thing, this, this to the disciples, it's not limited to Jesus Christ, and it wasn't limited to the, the disciples then, but there are, are franchise opportunities available. Lots of them. Would you like one? Nobody? Because you have to ask. You have to be bold. There, there's no, uh, the Holy Spirit is, is kind of another role that he plays is, you could call him the undercover boss. You ever watch that show? What do those undercover bosses do? They find out where people aren't hanging in there with the company, you know, strategy and whatever. They they spot those flaws where somebody's off, off the map. They're, they're doing their own thing. And the undercover boss says, wait, 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 wait. we got to reel that back in. God co-franchises are not whatever you want them to be. They are prescription just like the Bible says. He wants the same things that Jesus set up in the beginning. Jesus said, I'll build my church. I will resource my church. And when I do, the gates of hell won't even stand against it. You want to go plunder the gates of hell? I do. I do. I'm looking, I'm looking to grab, you know a little bit if you know my story at all, I'm looking to grab couples who are just in a place where they're just hopeless because I know what happens when couples are in that place. They even lose their faith if they're believers. And I need them to see that the resources of heaven are sufficient to give them a great relationship. I need them to see that, Father. 
I'm going to ask you, when I see a relationship like that, I'm going after heaven. I'm going in the store, and I'm going to, I'm going to take a shopping cart full of stuff. What are you going to do? Where's your, where's your place? There are people waiting to just know the goodness of God. And you, get, you, you already know the Father. So if you know the Father, go to the store often, daily. Go get what you need. The world is waiting. I'm going to end with this. There's a, a guy, uh, I had never heard of him, um, but he's the fourth generation CEO of a huge company, Diamond Company. They own just amazing amounts of wealth, and he himself is a multi-billionaire. But that's impressive. Fourth generation. There aren't very many companies that last four generations, and, you know, they're still, like, cranking it out there. This guy is the CEO of seven companies, and you would know some of their names, and he's just, like, busting it out all the time. Got a really strange name, Moawad. But uh, uh, this is what he said. When you want something to endure, if you want Godco to endure to the next generation, if you want to take this thing, be all in, and make it greater for the next generation, he said, now he wasn't talking about that, but I think it applies. He said you need courage. You can't just be timid. Being all in requires you to step out, take chances. He said it requires discipline. He said, watch the bottom line. The bottom line for us is people being restored. It's people finding their destiny. As long as there are more people who haven't been restored and more people who don't know their destiny, we are needed in this world. When that wraps up, Jesus will come back, right? Isn't that what he said? You need respect. Respect the people that you're talking to. Respect the people that you interact with or encounter. I love this one. He said, if you want to grow from generation, build. You need to find new markets, new opportunities, and fresh ways to create value. You cannot live off of the past. I think this is a great word to the church. That I, I think that, you know, we need to make sure that whatever we're doing is, is fresh and alive. I love the way Pete prayed tonight about this service. We didn't want to have this morning's service tonight. Not rewarmed. We wanted to have whatever God wanted to do tonight. And I think we, we, it requires us to be in that mode all of the time. You keep the core, but you bring in the fresh. You keep the core, but you bring in the fresh. The method of God, the enduring and all of that stuff is never going to change. Jesus set it up. It's, it's enduring. But you keep modifying it so it, it's sharp and it's clean and it's, it's alive. You need talent. 
It's not enough for Pastor Bob to stand up here. It's not enough for Pete to stand up here. We're waiting for Trinity. We got to bring up new talent. We got to see the the people that God's got his hand on. We got to release them. We got to give them opportunity to thrive if we want this thing to endure. We need wisdom. This guy has uh, all kinds of degrees, but he said he values wisdom over information. He says you, you have to be humble to be wise because you got to receive things from people who, you know, you're, you're asking questions. You're not just telling the answers. And I love this one because we're talking about being all in. He said guardianship. Guardianship. Guardianship is the mindset that you are the steward of the family business. Please consider Jesus, who absolutely stewarded the family business while on earth. There were people who were, he was told, oh, you can't restore that person. They're too far gone. He stewarded the family business. He talked differently. He said, you think they can't be restored? I know they can. Watch this. To steward the family business means you got to know what it's about. Get into your Bible. Get into especially the Gospels. Read the life of Jesus and reread it and reread it and reread it until restoration and destiny leaks out of you, in your job, in your family. Talk different. Your time will be consumed. Yeah, yeah. Your your time it's it's gonna some of it's gonna go away for this purpose. Some of your money too. Yep, yep. Because to build a franchise costs a lot. In my view, it's worth it. I went back. I'm, I, it was in preparation for this message. So, okay, you're talking about being all in. Dave, where have you been? So I went back and I asked Jeff Solscheid, who is our business manager here, could he get me a total total of all of the the contributions that we'd made to City Harvest over the years. We've been here almost 19 years. It'll be 19 years in March. Well, how much money have we given in 19 years? It blew me away. I had no idea. And to this day, I could not tell you how did we do that. It's, it's a, it, I'm not going to tell you the number, but I'm just going to tell you it was like, thank you, God. Thank you that you gave me that, the, the privilege of, of being able to contribute to those many causes, to send missionaries, to do those things. Thank you that, that you let me be part of this franchise. Thank you, God. You trained me up here, and now you're actually giving me my own franchise. We're going after our own thing. But it takes, it, takes, it takes some stamina in being all in. And my invitation to you tonight is to consider that deeply. To consider the life of Jesus. What the Father set up. The Father was not satisfied 
that you not be restored. So he paid the highest price for you to be restored and have destiny. And now he's looking to see, will you also be all in, pay a price to bring restoration and destiny to other people? We are resourced for his glory. I really get caught up and don't know quite how to wrap up a message like this. I just think that, let me invite you to stand. What's the worthiness of God? What's that what's that value to you? You know, to to be all in, to to lift your hands, to understand that 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 every crown is going to just be thrown down in front of him. All the accomplishments all the accomplishments of man. It's not, it's not going to be worth anything. That he's so worthy that, that we just melt before him in, in his presence, in our hearts. That we, we can't even fathom or take in how great he is. And he invites you to just give it all to him because of that. And he in turn promises to give you all the resources you need to accomplish his purpose just like he gave his son won't he also surely give us everything we need father you have called us to a great great purpose and you it's it's your heart god we can hear if we listen closely enough we can hear the heartbeat that you have for people, that, Lord, um, every day you're reaching another one and another one. We just want to be, God, in that business. I don't want to miss out on my part. And, God, I, I'm just going to invite you to do this, people. I, just in your own heart, you tell God what you want. If you want a part of this, if you want into this franchise, if you want to be, maybe you don't get your own franchise just yet, but if you want to be in this thing so you can learn, so you can grow, so maybe someday you do have your own franchise, you know, tell God. What is it you want with God? How powerful, how meaningful a life do you want to have? Do you want to be that? Do you want to not know what you're here for? Or do you want to have the Holy Spirit speak deep within you and call you to a higher purpose and restore your life? 